This is a Player One podcast. Player One is a radio show about gaming that airs every Friday from 6 to 8pm on Sin Nation, a digital radio station in Melbourne, Australia. You can also stream Player One at syn.org.au. And to find out more about Player One, go to syn.org.au slash Player One. Enjoy the podcast. So I've been thinking a lot lately about idle games. I did a little experiment with a few of my friends about the platforms we spend most of our time on. I found that, surprise, it's mobile phones. Even though large chunks of playtime are spent on consoles, our mobiles are more convenient to play on. In short bursts or longer sessions during the day, we're not at home. So I had a look at the kinds of games that we play on our phones, and they tend to be classed as idle games. Those experiences that require you to put your phone down and wait for time to pass in order to continue playing. I feel like I need to defend this genre a little bit, as they are not widely accepted by hardcore gamers as true forms of the gaming experience. To start with, let's talk about Neko Atsume. In Neko Atsume, you fill up your yard with toys and lay out some food so that the neighborhood cats will come and visit you. When they are done playing and eating, they leave silver or gold fish for you to spend on more food and more toys, and eventually you can meet and take photos of all the neighborhood cats. I love the idea of this game. The art is cute, the game mechanics are rewarding, and all in all, it tickles the completionist part of my brain that likes to collect things. Neko Atsume paces this so that I feel rewarded every time I open up the game. Why then do people consider this not a full or proper game? I'm not sure why people object so strongly to this kind of game, but let's talk about one of the arguments used against it. There's no fail state. A video game needs a point at which the player loses, goes the argument. Alright then, let's take Strawman's favourite video game, Dark Souls. What are the fail states of Dark Souls? Well, when the player gets hit enough, they die and have to go back to the last bonfire they rested at, taking the knowledge of their last life into account so that they may progress. Dark Souls' fail state exists to create tension, and the tension increases your feeling of achievement for defeating that boss. Now, let's talk about another clear example of a video game, Tetris. What are the fail states of Tetris? The player leaves holes in the rows and stack Tetris blocks up until they reach the top of the screen. Then the player is shown their high score and can start the game again. Tetris's fail state exists to create tension too. That way your high score has more value. I started to think about what fail states of Neko Atsume are. The brilliant part to me is that there are no fail states. The fact that you can't die or be forced to start over with nothing is calming, and the game remains rewarding despite this. You don't need tension to have fun playing video games. But then I thought about it a little more and discovered the real fail state of the game. It is that the player stops opening the app and engaging with it. In a more meta sense, this is the real fail state of all games. Dark Souls World can't be saved if the gamer stops playing. Tetris's high score can't be beaten if you don't play. And you can't collect all the neighborhood cats if you stop feeding them and playing with them. Look, you can reduce most idle games to the idea of filling up or depleting bars, and that's not attractive to a lot of gamers, but then I can say that about 
any game. In Dark Souls, you're trying to reduce the boss's health bar before they reduce yours. In Mario, you're trying to get to the end of the stage before the timer runs out. Breaking down games to their most generic aspects like this is reductive and unhelpful because games are more than those things. They are a complete package with art and mechanics designed to make you feel rewarded for completing goals. Not all games need to be action-packed, adrenaline-filled adventures. Sometimes you want a calming experience where you look at cute cats playing with string. Let's talk about this tension and calmness then. There's little to no tension in a TV show like Barefoot Contessa, but people still enjoy TV like that. At the same time, people enjoy tension-packed reality TV, daytime drama, or procedural crime thrillers. No one ever says anything about Jamie Oliver not being a real TV celebrity because people don't regularly die on his shows. Why then do we have this split between hardcore and casual gamers? The general consensus is that it comes down to elitism. Some self-proclaimed hardcore gamers consider their taste to be more refined or their experiences to have more value than others and look down at those they call casual gamers. You've probably heard all this before, and the arguments are so old they qualify for heritage listing. The imaginary gaming tribes may have settled into peace times, but the stigma is still a part of our culture, and people like me are still ashamed of playing idle games today. I worry that if I pull out my phone and load up Tap Titans, that someone is going to peer over my shoulder and mock me for my poor taste in games even though that has never happened and will never happen because the video game police don't exist. These anxieties are useless to us, but we carry them around anyway because that's our cultural heritage as gamers. Talking about it can help us move forward and be better to each other. Tell me how corny I'm being on Facebook and Twitter at PlayerOneSYN. Find our backlog of episodes in the Player One 2017 Completionist feed on iTunes and Omni. We're live every Friday night from 6 to 8 p.m. on Sin Nation. I'll be back next week with something more timely. This has been a Player One podcast. To check out more Player One, go to syn.org.au slash Player One.